0: Bible fellowship Bible instruction time we now turn you over to our speaker for the day we're happy to turn our Bible instruction time over to Good morning It is a good morning if you know the Lord is your Savior if not might you get right today. Now, I think Andy, he's got all the messages up to even Rod, Ron, uh, thank you, Ron Ward. Up to that. I listened to Buck Matthews the other day. I don't know about that voice his, but anyway, it's a Pennsylvania accent still there. Sorry about that. But you got these brochures over here that have ClaremontBible.com. You can pass them out so they can... Maybe uh, get us on the website there and hear the messages that we're preaching. Not just in the gospel, but all the messages. But especially if you know someone's unsaved and they won't come to the meeting, you at least give them the brochure. They can go online and look up Buck Matthews and Bill Skelton and uh, those that preach the gospel. And there are a lot of good teachings, we understand that. But we're trying to use this as an outreach on a Sunday morning too, maybe once a month or so. The last time we were together, you can open your Bibles to Mark chapter 5, the last time we were together we, we spoke of Christ and his busyness and, and um, his power over that creation. In fact, uh, they, they asked him a question, what manner of man is this, that even the wind's and the waves obey. Well, in Psalm 89, verse 8 and 9, it says, O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee? Thou rulest the raging seas, and when the waves thereof arise, you still them. This was a time that he was on the sea. He was in the boat. They had just um, uh, talked about the sower and going forth and sowing good seed. And he was tired from talking that day, and so he finally the, the servant did something that he doesn't usually do. He took a rest. Slept in the back of the boat. The waves and the billows came into the boat, and they said, Master, cure us thou not that we perish. And he woke up and stopped it. Even though he couldn't even get a complete rest this servant of God uh, who was the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we moved on to chapter 5, the 20 verses of chapter 5 and um, Jesus calmed the storm within this demoniac. He had 2,000 plus demons inside of him. And they hurt so much that he cut himself in the nighttime and They could hear him screaming, thinking, hoping that the demons would go out of him through the cuts and the marks that he put on his hands and his arms and all and his legs and his whole body. He was so aching, needing peace, and Christ gave him that peace because the villagers came out and they saw Jesus there on the the seashore, and they saw this man who was clothed in his right mind Calm, no rage within him, because Jesus had sent the demons out of him. And then we moved on to chapter 6. We jumped chapter 5 for today. But chapter 6, we, we talked about after he fed 5,000 people, he sent the disciples across the sea again. And he stayed there in the mountains to pray. And he looked up and he could see the the disciples far off struggling, not able to save their self and go across the sea safely. And that's like the Lord Jesus Christ. He praying and looking out and he cares for your souls. And the Bible says that he came and walked on the sea and, and and Peter said, if you be the Lord, let me walk on the sea. And Peter walked on the sea and he started looking left to the right, worrying about other things. And that's what a sinner does sometimes when they they want to follow Christ. They, they start right, and then they start sinking because everyone around them distracts them. Everything around them distracts them from the Lord. And if he kept his eyes on the Lord, he wouldn't have sank. He had been another, a human being walking on the sea. But he sunk, and the Lord took him by the hand when he said, Lord, save me, and brought him into the, boot, into the boat, and they were saved. Well, that was that. Now let's look at Mark chapter 5. Verse 21, Jesus coming across the ocean, the sea there, of Galilee, coming to Capernaum, and lo and behold, he gets no rest again. There's a whole crowd coming in, wanting something from him, gimme, gimme, gimme. That's like a lot of younger people nowadays, they just say, gimme, 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 and they don't give, they just take. Not all young people, but a lot of do, and because they're coming back into the household now and staying with mom and dad because they can't make it on their own. And uh, we just trust that that might stop soon in the near future, but I don't know. Uh, But that's off the subject. The subject is uh, that basically they wanted something from Jesus. That's why they were crowding him. And the Bible says all of a sudden, there's a man called Jairus. Jairus. And he it was a a leader of the synagogue. He was the one that set up for the Saturday evening uh, service and everything that they would have and, and he had the passages out that they would read and different things like that. And he was a wealthy fellow. And he came, and what did he do? He went up to Jesus and said, Jesus, I need you to do something for me. No, he didn't. He came and he fell on his feet, on his to his feet fell down, kneeled before Jesus, and said, Oh Lord, if you would become just come and touch my daughter who's had this disease, this sickness. She's 12 years old and she's sick and she's near unto death. Come and touch her, and she would be healed. Here we go on through the story, and we, we see here as he goes along. And with Jairus, he takes Peter, James, and John with him. But before he takes him out to go and see Jairus' daughter, he's interrupted again. It's an unusual miracle where the, he doesn't just go and do the miracle. Something happens before that. The crowd is thronging him. And all of a sudden, he feels virtue. He feels power coming from his body and going out to someone. And he stopped and said, who touched me? Now, the disciple looked at him and said, what in the world are you saying that for? There's lots of people touching you. But he meant, who touched me with the hand of faith? Who touched the hem of my garment? Well, it describes in verse 25 that there's a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. And she suffered many things by the physicians. And she spent all that she had. She spent it all. She tried everyone and everything that she could think of to stop this bleeding from inside her. And it was a constant thing. And she was considered unclean, though, because of it. And so here's an unclean lady out there in the crowd. And, they, and she goes through and she says, if I could just touch the hem." Of his garment, I can be healed. Now she had tried everything else, and you know that's the way sinners are today. They try so many things that something that they can do or something they can pay for or ask a priest or a pastor to help them through this, give them salvation, but none of them can. Nobody. But then she realized when she came to her senses, this man Jesus, I heard about him healing people, and truly, she could, he could heal me. And so the Bible says that she went through the crowd. And they didn't know she was defiled and uh, unclean. But she went through and able to touch the hem of his garment. Now that must not mean she had to go low. Sinners, you've got to go low. You've got to humble yourself and become obedient. Unto the message of salvation. And realize what the Bible says about you. You You've sinned and you come short of the glory of God. But this certain woman. Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? And she heard him. She was close enough. And so she came out and she confessed to the Lord. I touched you. And she told him what he did. What she did by touching the hem of his garment. She had faith. That he would, she would be healed. But what does God say? What does the Lord Jesus Christ say to her down here? In verse 34, he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. He was saying, because you had faith in me, you are made whole. And he sends her away. He called her daughter, which means she's belonged to the family of God now. She wasn't an unclean person. She was healed. She even felt the healing in her body. I know when we trust the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we don't often have that feeling that we're saved. Sometimes we wonder, did I get saved? Well, it's a matter of do you believe that you are a lost sinner on your way to hell? Do you believe that that you have sinned and come short of the glory of God? Do you believe that Jesus is the only one that can save you, heal you of this disease called sin within you? We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, and it's by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. It's the gift of God. A steady man should boast. Well, here we have this humble lady, and he called her daughter, and he gave her confidence that she belonged to the family of God. Just touching the hem of the garment, immediately she was healed, it says. And finally, she came to that true way, the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And Jesus, knowing that that came out of him, he asked that question. So after that happened, we have to deal with Jairus now. Uh, Verse 35. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why trouble the master any further? Because the master could still do something. We know that he raised that young lad in Luke chapter 7 from, from going to his, his funeral going to the grave mother was a widow he was her, her only son and her only hope in this world to be supported and so Jesus couldn't stand it and he raised him from the dead and here we're going to see another story of a raising a person from the dead and also in chapter 11 of John's gospel there is Lazarus he too was raised from the dead. He had been in the grave four days. His sister says, well, Lord, he stinketh by now because we know that it's defiled after three days. And the Lord only was in the grave three days and rose from the dead so that he wouldn't be defiled. But here's the story. He starts going and and this person comes from his house and he says, don't bother him anymore. But Jesus said to him, He saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, in verse 36, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. So now the time comes where the Lord looks to Jairus and says, Have faith, don't be afraid. And she's still alive. She's sleeping. And so as they go on, they started to approach the house of Jairus's, Jairus and, and they saw a whole bunch of people around. They were paid, hired mourners is what they were. And then the neighbors were around too. And when Jairus started coming up with the Lord, they looked and they said, well, he, he, she's dead. She's dead. And Jesus says, no, she's sleeping. He's sleeping. Here we have the idea of a person that is sleeping. It's called a believer. A believer that dies in his lifetime. They sleep and they await for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But they're about ready to come in to the house. And Peter, James, and John is with them. Jairus and his wife. And they were all, the Lord Jesus said to the others, go away. She's just sleeping. And they laughed at him and laughed at him like anything else. Mourners laughed scornfully and, and said, he, he's wrong. She is dead. But we know that uh, the assurance in Luke chapter 8, 55, her spirit came again when Jesus raised her to life. So she was dead, but the Lord Jesus Christ called her sleeping. And here we have the Lord Jesus Christ coming into the house with only five other people. And he looked at her, and, he ran, and what did he do? He touched her. And he touched her hand, and she rose up alive. What a miracle that was. What a miracle it was for the lady who had for 12 years tried other things until she had nothing left, nothing to pay. And here we have a gal that when she was born, that's the day that that lady started to have that issue of blood. For 12 years she lived in happiness and joy with her father and her mother and probably in prosperity as well. But now she was to die. I don't know what the number 12... Is meaning to you at this time but it sure uh, does ring out the idea that no matter how old you are or no matter how sick you are with sin Christ can save you and heal you from the sinfulness that you have so Jesus rose and raised him up raised the lady up the young lady 12 years of age And he says, don't tell anyone. Don't spread this abroad. Stay here and enjoy the the joy that she's alive. And feed her because she's been sick for days and she's a kid. She's going to be hungry. And so that's what happened at that time. The Lord gave two commandments and they were the two commandments. Don't tell anyone and feed her. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Who among us? Who among us will dwell in devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell amongst us with everlasting burning? Isaiah 33 verse 15. And we're also told in in Revelation 20, verse 15. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I didn't know how long this was going to take, but it only took 20 minutes or so. But I'm I'm not embarrassed to close early. But I do ask you this. Looking back over these two miracles, we see the servant of Jehovah, the Lord Jesus Christ, taking on more than anyone else could handle, healing this woman who had been diseased for 12 years, healing a little girl who's been sick for, for just a short period of time, but only lived 12 years. And I'll ask you, what if today was the day that you would die? Where would you be in eternity? Where would you trust Christ? Where would you be? What in the world are you waiting for? If you're not saved and you're within the sound of my voice, trust in the Lord as your Savior. He's the one that died on the cross for your sins. No one else can help you. No one else can heal you. Only Christ and Christ alone. And, Believers, you that are saved, you have that confidence that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And you that are alive and remain shall be changed and shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Comfort one another with these things. We know that the world is not like we would, is not like we would like it to be at this time. We know that we're going through high bills, gas, and everything else is going up, groceries, and all this. And it should let us understand that this is fulfillment of scriptures, that in the latter days there shall be things like this. And it should encourage us to understand that basically He's coming. And we need to be in a hurry to tell others about Christ and to tell how they can be delivered from this wicked, wicked world. So let's close in prayer. Father, we thank Thee for the Word of God. We thank Thee for these stories that illustrate their need. And no one could have followed, provide their need, even the crowd outside that door with Jairus' daughter's house. Even the crowd that were around or the doctors that tried to heal that lady. No one could help but Christ. And if they take anything from the message today, Father, let them understand that Jesus is the answer. The, the question is, how can I be saved? What must I do to be saved? And the answer is, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Bless the word unto those that hear it, and those that might hear it in the future. On the website. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.